0: You're still going to profit from having a good working TikTok channel, even if you're not promoting your music on TikTok.
1: Today, we are in Berlin and I'm here with Doreen Ben-David, who is one of my friends that I met, I'd say, um, over a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, in Athens. And she is a content strategist and freelance producer, content strategist at Sony Music Germany. Um, and then freelance producer doing all things on the side and, and uh, getting into the creative. Did I get that right? Yes. Amazing. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Yeah, we met in Athens. That's crazy. It's so crazy. I like didn't know what to expect because Sarah was like, oh, we have another person joining. She's going to be doing BTS. And I was like a little nervous because. You were? I was. I was like, I hope I get along with her <laughs> because, you know, when you're working on set, you're always collaborating, but you like have yeah. a pretty good understanding of like who's around. Yeah. Yeah. And because you were showing up um a little later than everyone else, I was like, oh, who's this going to be? You know, you know that I
0: was so nervous too. Like Sarah said, yeah, there's like this DOP. She's so cool. And I heard like DOP. I was like, oh my God. Ooh, like I'm, you know, I hear DOP and I have respect. I'm like, ooh, maybe I, you know, I, I don't know. So with like, what's coming? And then when we met you, I was, oh my God, she's really so amazing, so chill, so funny.
1: That's I was th- so glad that you were like part of the, of yeah, the team. That's what yeah. I thought about you as well. I mean, I remember telling you, I, I told Doreen, I was like, your best friend energy <laughs> like I just like feel the vibe yeah. that we if we lived in the same place we would be so Mm-mm. close like yeah. you know I'd love to see you all the time so I'm so happy to have you on uh the first ever kind of um edition of this podcast where we are not in LA and yeah. um you're going to be the only person that I'm I'm talking to in Berlin for the podcast and I'm so excited so to share much pressure your, no all the all all the fun all the good vibes um all the friendly vibes but um But yeah, so I think to get into it, can we talk a little bit about your journey? Mm -hmm. So you were an artist, are an artist. I'm going to still say are an artist, as in vocals, as in singing. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, I grew up with my dad, who's a musician, for like 40 years. He's like a pianist and singer and working at events. And so he took me with him for... Some of his gigs And I started singing when I was like 12 And so that was my childhood dream To become a singer, an artist And so after school like I studied songwriting and music production And I wrote songs I never actually released any of them But like I, I got into, into the process of Yeah, just like writing songs With a lot of people in the room And I actually... Didn't really liked it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, I t- we were talking a little bit about this before, and I said, yeah. "Wait, we'll we'll record that." So, to why? Like, what what was the process? Like, that. What part of the process were you like? This might not be for me.
0: Mm, I think a lot of factors came together when I decided that I I, I'm, I don't want to focus on that anymore, and like chose another career direction. First of all, it was a lot of pressure because it was at a time where, like, a lot of people were making music. I mean, we see now, like, uh, it's just so accessible to make music. And so I felt the pressure of, like, wow, there's so many musicians. So many want, like, have the same dream. And I couldn't really deal with that because I didn't have a very good, like, self-confidence. And you need that. You need that. I can As only As an imagine. artist, you have to yeah. believe in yourself. And I didn't have that. And, you know, it came down, like, I can give you an example. Like, even, like, I wrote songs and then I uh, started, like, rewriting them. And and even, like, recording vocals. I, I had, like, 60 vocal takes and I wasn't happy. And it, it just, it felt more, like, hard, like, work that I didn't want to do anymore. Because I didn't, yeah, I just didn't enjoy it myself. I was like, hmm it doesn't sound good. And I was a perfectionist and everyone around me was like, Oh my God, this sounds so good and you should keep doing it. But it it didn't help because I didn't believe in it.
1: Wow. And then, so deciding to not pursue that anymore, where did you go into from there? Did you go right into Sony? Like, was this a recent change or?
0: So that was another reason why I didn't really stick to, like becoming an artist is that I saw like even successful like songwriters and artists like struggling with you know paying rent and I thought okay maybe I like I'm a student and it was like a private university with not a lot of hours per week so I had time and I thought maybe I can like find a job on the side that's like where I can pursue something else rather than like Being an artist, I wanted it to be still in the music industry, and so the perfect fit was like to work at a music label. Yeah, and you know, see from there, like get a perspective from the inside. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's so much fun. I mean, that's that's something we always talk about on the podcast. There's a need to be transparent in this industry in whatever type of arts you're in. Because mm-hmm. there's like the facade of like, oh, I need to do this and I need to do this and I need to master my craft. But then there's also the politics and the logistics and all of the stuff that... That really goes into making you a part of something or like Mm -hmm. really pursuing that career. That's cool. That's awesome. So currently you, I mean, talking about Sony, so currently you're getting into more like managing artists. So I started at Sony Music as a working student in,
0: in in that same content department that I'm still at. And when I finished studying, I got promoted as like a full time content strategist and I manage, like, the content strategy
1: of the artist, like, all the content around their releases. Wow. And is this something you learned? Like, how did you learn this on the job? Were you learning it in school? Was it a mix?
0: A lot of what I do on a daily basis is something that I learned at the job. Okay. Editing and and shooting. Like, I had the opportunity to just learn all of that when I was a working student, and then they saw that I'm good at it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, You have an eye. Because content is such a huge... I mean, that's all you hear nowadays. But content is such a huge part, whether you're an actor, whether you're an Mm -hmm. artist. I mean, especially if you're, like, a musician or a singer. Mm -hmm. But Sony brings on a new artist. Mm -hmm. What are they immediately, like, you need to do this Mm -hmm. for content? What does that look like? Right
0: now, I mean, with the rise of TikTok in the last two years, a lot of, like, the focus, I would say, is mainly on TikTok right now. And it's also, it's not even, like... It's funny because two years ago it came from us, from the label. Like whatever artist we had, we were like in in every like first kickoff meeting. We're just like, okay, we're focusing on TikTok, and you have to get started. And a lot of artists didn't even have TikTok back then, and now it's really like reversed. Like artists coming in, and and they're like, we're okay, we're on TikTok, but we need to get more views, more reach. Like how do we do that? And and they come
1: to us. Got it. Yeah. And then a part of your responsibility is like talking about what they need to be posting how much at what times or like is it even you're you're giving them guidelines on how they should be shooting it like are they going more trend wise are you saying like find your own voice Mm -hmm. what kind of conversations are you having it's always evolving
0: because the algorithm is just like changing every once in a while every i don't know like two to three months Or we're making like workshops with the artists where we give them like tips and you know when's the best time to post and what hashtags to use but at the end of the day it really comes down to just like posting banging like content wow but this is you know it's so easy easy to say but it's so hard to do and this is where we can't really like we can give you input we can give you tips but at the end of the day like creating this kind of content that works and that you know you want to
1: go viral uh, that's it's that's, hard yeah it's like the next step of like good luck like yes. we can set you up for success but exactly. then everything beyond that is like exactly you. yeah and if you were like a new artist right and you don't have representation what would you say talking about tiktok or instagram what would you say like how, how do you post number of times a day or like what should you be looking for Should you be interacting with your community, all of the things? I
0: mean, let's start with TikTok because right now, as I said, the algorithm changed and it used to be that like posting every day, even multiple times a day was the key to success. That used to be the case Mm -hmm. and now it's not anymore. Now it's like really more, it's coming down to the engagement and like posting content that just works even if it's just twice a week okay that would be enough but the content has to work you know back then it was okay you can just like post something that could even be like an instagram story yeah but it came down to frequency the more you post it like the better and now it's really like you have to post content that works when
1: i was like starting out as a dp i remember Firm was like oh yeah your Instagram needs to be good like you have to always have like the grid and like you have mm-hmm. to post and mm-hmm. hashtag and stuff but nowadays it's like kind of like avoid hashtags on Instagram to some extent mm-hmm. you know like avoid a lot of different things and use reels so mm-hmm. it's like you're really seeing like the evolution of okay TikTok has enough content now mm-hmm. now let's be selective and like find out what works for your audience mm-hmm. how do you pick for different artists the type of content that they need so if they were only posting twice a week what would you be like that posts this, you know, posts this kind of thing. Is it trends or is it like their songs, snippets behind the scenes?
0: I feel like as an artist, you shouldn't use TikTok as a promotional tool for your own music because that's not going to work. Wow. This is just from what I'm observing with all of the artists at the moment. Obviously, you should bring it like the best case would be to build tiktok with like personal content that is not related to your music mm-hmm. and then you know ha- having built that and having a strong fan base that like engages with your content they're gonna be interested in your music and then you can post like your music from time to time that would be the yeah. best case even when you already like have built like like you have your niche of like the content that you post and your fans love it and You have a strong, like a a high engagement rate. Even then you can like post one TikTok that has like your own music and it's not going to work. You still, you're still going to profit from having a good working TikTok channel, even if you're not promoting your music on TikTok.
1: Yeah, you're just building your audience and your niche.
0: Exactly. Because in the end, it's going to like transfer
1: to people who are interested in your music. So TikTok is one platform. That you would say like new artists should get involved in have to must is Instagram still relevant? Definitely, you still have to use Instagram, and I think this is the
0: distinction between Instagram and TikTok that you can still use Instagram as your how do you call like the card business card or your business yeah card. what you give if, out at events yeah, yeah yeah that's what I do
1: yeah I'm like literally the film festival I'm gonna go to I do not carry business cards around anymore everyone's just like, are you on Instagram? You yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the easiest way yeah. of remembering their face too. Yeah. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. For an artist, it's, it's super useful.
0: Like you can post your press pictures and like music video snippets and, and it's okay to like post that on Instagram rather than on TikTok because on TikTok, it could really like destroy your reach to post like professional, like promotional content. And on Instagram, you can still do
1: that. It's interesting that like, you saying it can like destroy your reach rather than like it can just not have the reach it can actually hurt your image is that right
0: yeah i mean i don't know if like today people go to your tiktok page to see if you're like how like far along as an artist like looking for your music stuff like no i don't think that people are doing that like on tiktok and and that that is the content that your fans on tiktok are looking for also because of the way that like the content is being played on tiktok yeah. is much more random than on instagram and on instagram you really go look for artists and like see their page and You're like, right. try to recently i had a workshop with an artist from LA actually. oh fun we went through her TikTok and she had a few, like, very, p- like, promotional content. She had a screenshot, for example, f- from Spotify where we she was placed in a playlist. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to say, like, thank you for, like, placing me in the playlist. And, like, you know, shot a green screen video with l- that screenshot behind her. And um, and it didn't, like, perf- like perform well oh. on TikTok. Even if it's, like, a cool idea to, like, say thank you, it's just not, not only posting a screenshot and, like, writing thank you but showing your face and, like, the screen screen feature, it's still not something that would perform well on TikTok because it's not interesting for the majority of, like, the users. Yeah. And even, like, people who don't know her, like...
1: They're like, why would I care? Kind yeah. Kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And so we started, like discussing about that she was like okay but that's kind of impressive right like people who go to my page and see that they know oh she's she's an artist who's like it's placed in in playlists people and care
1: like and like want her in a playlist yeah. and like there's an importance there yeah. that's what she's thinking yeah yeah
0: and you know there's a place for that and i think it's instagram mm-hmm. i don't think you know because also instagram has so many different features you have like your feed posts and your story highlights and I wouldn't tell her to like post it as like a feed post but you have opportunities there to like maybe post it as a story and then it's in your story highlights it's still impressive
1: and so when you're doing these like workshops is this like a targeted time that you get on a call and you would and you like go through their pages yeah and you go like what happened here and then do you guys have access to that so you can see the reach yeah Sometimes uh-huh. I'm, I'm getting like the, the password
0: and like, I can have direct access to the channels. But we also have like analytic tools. Yeah that give us the numbers and before every workshop i need like two days to like go wow yeah it takes a lot of time oh my god yeah because i really i I don't i really want to analyze it yeah of course i want to see i want to click on every you know video that works well see why and how and what is the you know every artist has a different audience
1: and that's really
0: important to yeah
1: Yeah, yeah I, I'm obsessed with like stats and analytics. So like even for, yeah, yes, yes. All of my friends will like say that I am legitimately like I will even on my like personal website or my personal Instagram or like even with this new business or like the podcast, mm. I'm always checking like viewers, audience, where is it coming from? How are they finding us? You know, because mm. I just find it so interesting. All we're doing this for is for an audience. And so understanding your audience is the biggest part of the equation and so that's that's so fun two days oh my god with the (laughs) amount of artists you have too
0: oh my god my boss shouldn't hear that yeah he's like you shouldn't it shouldn't take you so much time yeah like
1: but you're like i care i have heart i want to know everything i want to help the most i can yeah Yeah. i want to progress things
0: also you know we have those presentations and then it's just like adapting it to another artist but for me like i don't want to do this like so much of adapting Mm -hmm. rather than like really coming up with new input that I can give
1: well you want to be creative at the end of the day right like you wherever that is it's like let's put some creativity into it and like figure out a new solution yeah Yeah. that's awesome and then the freelance producing side of Mm -hmm. your life Mm -hmm. what what are you producing what are you up to that's a
0: new project like in my life just started like this year in August oh amazing I started producing live music sessions for um a streaming service Mm -hmm. which is like coming every month and has the same set just a different artist i started doing that in august like on the side how did you fall into it actually through a friend of mine who is a like
1: creative director
0: cool and she's directing it she was looking for a producer
1: God, I love that. (laughs) This is what I love about our industry is that you're always working with people you like. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason to work in this industry is to like build a community and work with the people that you enjoy working with, Mm -hmm. because that makes the biggest difference in your day. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a hustle and a struggle to be freelance in this world. And so why would we want to make it more difficult for ourselves by not being able to work with the people we like? So, oh, Oh, that's so fun yeah and so this is once a month that it comes out
0: we shot four episodes and was like it it was like the first four pilot episodes i think that this streaming service like they want to see how they perform Mm -hmm. and then from there like decide how they want it like structured or how many and things like that yeah. yeah
1: and are you working with artists you already know or is the director bringing them on or are you sourcing how how are you finding talent so the streaming service is actually is like
0: has a roster of like artists that they're already working with. So they bring in the artists and the last artist that we shot with is actually signed at Sony. Oh, so I knew him already. And that was
1: funny. We know the streaming service has like the roster that they bring to the table. Mm-hmm. What happens next? Is it do they also provide the order that they want? You know, those artists like the order of the episodes, like they want this artist next and then this artist next. Okay. Yeah,
0: they bring in the artist and they have a like production manager from their side Mm -hmm. who's like taking over all the communication with the artist and the management. I'm responsible for like bringing in all the important people in the production. So camera, light, like studio. Yeah. And yeah, and then I bring, bring in the production, they bring in the artist and. And we make it happen. Yeah. We, we make a movie.
1: <laughs> well, a, a live tape. Yeah, live stream. Yeah, that's awesome. Have you been doing any narrative thus far as a producer or is it mostly still within your music niche? This is my
0: only project so far as a freelance producer. I only focus on that project, which is just music related. I don't have anything like short, like film. I think I would love doing that. I think you'd be um, good at it, too, because people
1: love you. So <laughs> you're a good producer to have on set because people you we know you would put out the fires, But at the same time, you would be like people would be happy to have you around to hang out with. So that's great. So kind. No, it's true, though. It's I, I can I can preach that uh, <laughs> that Doreen has good vibes. I would love to go into that. I think
0: at the moment I, I wouldn't have the time with like the full time job at Sony yeah. and then the other project. But I definitely see myself like in the future doing more as a producer, like freelance. And hopefully I'll get I'll get more jobs in that field.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think as well, like I'm not as you know, I'm not in the German market, but I think it's anywhere that, you know, as you produce more and more things, people just want you there because they know that you're going to get shit done. (laughs) Like they know you're going to get shit done. You're probably not going to complain about it. You're going to be able to work with their budget, be polite, friendly and also mm. know what the fuck you're doing. Mm. So that's awesome. So I think people would definitely just keep throwing money at you like this is the budget for this. Do you want to like bring it on and, you know, like your vibe, too? So that's that's awesome. <laughs> how did you learn to produce like when the first one that you did? How what was that process like? I would say that I started like
0: learning the basics of production production. When I worked in television, like, before I I went to study music. Okay. I worked in a few trashy um, TV productions. Oh, okay, right. You were
1: saying, yeah, you were doing a lot of, like, for the internships and stuff, right? Yeah, okay.
0: So I learned the basics there. And then at Sony, we opened up a studio, like, an in-house content studio. Oh, cool. And started just, like producing our own content with the Why not? yeah and there I realized that yeah I love not only producing but you know because it was a little bit of a like in-house solution and so I did production directing everything and I, I fell in love with it
1: that's so interesting I love that <laughs> they're like here's your own studio studio Doreen yeah. and you're like <laughs> okay I got this this is <laughs> fine yeah that's insane I mean when were you there from the inception of that studio yeah wow so you really had like opinions on like we need this we need that this is how we have to schedule it like unfortunately
0: not <laughs> like we just came like because we moved houses uh-huh. like Sony moved into a new house got it got it with a new studio and I was like okay here's a studio like have fun yeah, yeah. and um, we actually it's a fun fact we actually realized that The studio was so, like, it was built for, like, TV productions. Like, we had this huge camera. Oh, my God, the broadcast? Yeah, 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 exactly. And we were, like, realizing we don't need all of that. And then we started to, like, buy different cameras and different equipment and now we're all set that's
1: cool yeah what would you say like the majority of your artists who are not based in Berlin Mm -hmm. so they don't have access to the studio what are they using at home for their own content are they just using their phone and ring Mm -hmm. lights or are you like you need this and this and this even with the artists that live nearby in
0: Germany in Berlin like they don't come that often into the studio because also high quality content is great but the majority of your content you know talking about tiktok like it should be like authentic coming off like from your phone yeah i gotta say like even the artists that i have from la or other locations they come in as often as my German artists come in. Like, Aww. they really, they love the studio. Wow. They're like, okay, let's go to Germany. And then, yeah, they connected with content. So, I would do yeah. the exact same, honestly.
1: <laughs> I, would do, I would be, any chance I get, I'd be here, here recording content. That sounds like a blast. Exactly. And I get to see you more, so that's great too. Oh. Doreen's like, no, I don't want to see anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I need a break. Only Give me you. vacation. Only you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll try. I'll try my best. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, the producing thing, I mean, eventually, Eventually, are you hoping, so narrative and all that, but are you hoping to go more into just producing or do you want to direct?
0: I think I would love to direct at some point. Yeah. But I want to do it right. It's so different to like produce or like to have a production at Sony and have a production, like a real production outside. Yes. Just because, you know, even when it comes to finding a studio that's not at Sony. It's a whole other journey. It's, it's yeah. yeah. And it's just another level of responsibility and bringing in so many people because, like, the productions I do at Sony are so s- uh, small. Yeah. And let's say this production I do for the streaming service is so big. Yeah. So many people are involved and that's, like, much more responsibility. I'm learning a lot as a producer that's there. That's awesome. And yeah. I also see, like, I get to learn a lot from my friend Leah who's the director and she's amazing let's give her a shout out <laughs> Leah
1: Beintner is I'll link her Instagram below maybe her yeah. website okay <laughs> great awesome
0: I got to direct a few things at Sony but every time that I see her I'm like I oh, have so much to learn so right now for me I think I am gonna produce and mm-hmm. I'm gonna learn everything I can from like direction hopefully I can do that one day yeah as a freelance
1: director i think that'd be awesome i'm looking forward to that what are you finding or are some of the challenges that that artists are facing when you're recording content like are there mistakes that a lot of artists are making imagine you're an artist and you're working on your first like with the streaming service you're working on your first episode with them yeah what are the differences between maybe like newer artists versus experience that you're noticing
0: like difference in attitude difference sure
1: yeah difference in attitude or difference with like understanding the roles of people on set and how long it takes to light something or you know what I mean like what are you noticing as a producer sitting back and being like they've gotten to set attitude whatever it is what does that look like
0: bigger artists or like established artists they have done so many productions so they know they know exactly what's important for them for example when we shot a take and then they come to the monitor and like view it they know exactly where to look at what they're like problem spots are and they know how to communicate how they want it if they have any like input they want to change something they know how to communicate it rather than you know newcomer artists they still have to find their voice and even their brand sometimes so it's much more open which is just like the challenge for me working with a newcomer like i have to give much more input like creative input and like find their brand together and and how they look good and working with a bigger artist is much more like how can I make this artist happy and fulfill their expectations that's brilliant and also they have much more like requests you know we have to they have like special needs with like the catering okay you have to
1: don't give me names but I just want (laughs) to hear this because I'm interested as like just like it sounds hilarious to me so what's like an example of something where you're like that's that's a special need or that's something that they must have
0: I had some artists coming from Mm hip-hop who were like requesting alcohol in in the artist room and or like i don't know energy drinks like very specific ones yeah so we had to like have some runner like someone from the production like go and get it with smaller artists it's it's much more chill and and they just they they come in and they're like okay i'll take whatever i can get yes
1: yeah they're just happy that they're like there and doing it and have something to show and
0: but, you know, I understand that because, like, if you're an established artist and you have a lot of productions, you kind of, like, you have to adapt. Like, you...
1: You have to know what you need to get through the day. Exactly. Yeah. What's going to make you the most comfortable and the happiest. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you're being vulnerable and performing. And yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about one word as well that we talked about, attitude. I, you know, have worked on a lot of music videos. Mm-hmm. And I've seen attitude with some artists. And... <laughs> You've worked with way more artists than I ever have and you're working on a different level than I am because I'm coming in from like a technical standpoint. Let's have like the most visually creative piece. Mm -hmm. It's very different than like film Mm -hmm. because in film, you know, you're building a visual language and the actor doesn't have a lot of input in that. Mm -hmm. But for, but it's the reverse. It's like the artist has so much input Mm -hmm. and it's like, I think sometimes they even override the director. Yeah. The director can give them guidance and it's probably, you know, they've pitched it and they've won the bid and they've got it and they have that vision and I'm there for that. But at the end of the day, if the artist says no or or if their client or the manager, or the label says yeah. no, that has to change. Yeah. But with the attitude, how does that look for you? I don't think there's a difference really in like experienced and newer because you can have attitude with newer artists. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's something you see more with newer artists? Or is it like a comfortability thing? how do you deal with it too
0: I think if it's communicated ahead of the production and you know as the director that it's going to go down like this and you have to like give space to the artist to like give this input and maybe direct a little bit too then i don't think that that's a problem but i can imagine if they start doing that and you realize oh it's it's becoming like more and more input and there's not much space for me to like direct the piece then I think it can be really frustrating you're right it's a lot it's like happens a lot in music right now and I see that in a lot of like even bigger like music videos like Taylor Swift for example she's directing all of her like music videos
1: yeah because she knows exactly how she looks what she wants she knows she's gonna get playback anyway yeah so why not get the director credit while you're at it because yeah it adds to your
0: your brand too yeah
1: Yeah. it's all a Political thing at the end of the day, I think
0: it's also in like music. Like when the artist is in the room of like a writing session, the artist didn't necessarily, you know, write, but they were in the room, so they want to be in the writing credits. That's also a very political.
1: That's thing. crazy. Yeah, for sure. That's wild. Yeah, and you would know that too because <laughs> you've been in all aspects of uh, areas of the music industry. What are you seeing? Are some of, like the biggest differences in directors on music video sets? What's a good director on a music video set versus what's like a bad director on a music video set?
0: The biggest challenge is to not get intimidated by the artist. Like the artist is gonna give you a lot of input. I'm still thinking of like how to phrase it because it's yeah. so complex. Like and even an artist who has a lot of input at the same time can be someone who's Wishing for guidance and instructions, and I'm that's something that I see like th- that's for me the distinction between a good director and someone who can still like learn because it's very important to have that soft skill of like not getting intimidated by the artist and being able to give guidance to tell the artist what to do with their hands with their face and with their gestures and and that's something that i'm seeing with a lot of like freelance producers of or like videographers who want to like produce a music video and then they do everything and direct it but their skill set is more like you know they they can handle the camera perfectly and 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 edit it but like on set giving the artist directions instructions and like help the artist
1: like find a good look is where where it all kind of goes to shit sometimes yeah cuz at the end then you probably have the artist giving all the input because yeah. they don't know how to tackle it
0: exactly yeah. and yeah. i have artists who come in and they're like Tell me about like productions that they had where they didn't know what to do and the director didn't give them guidance, give them guidance, and then they hated the product at the end. And it's so important for a director to like on set be present and like see all of it. It's so hard to like, you have to like focus so much on everything.
1: Yeah, it might be, I mean, arguably, it might be even harder than narrative sometimes. Because you're, because a lot of the time in narrative, like in, in film, the actor is really there for you mm-hmm. and you can really, you know, you have to give direction. Mm-hmm. But I think with music video directing, if you are new to it, it's harder because you think maybe the, maybe some of the stuff you've seen, you assume that's them, that mm-hmm. they're brought it. They've already brought that. And yeah. so that, but in reality, maybe it's actually the director of that video that was telling them to do that stuff. Yes. And so it's like when you're talking about bringing up a brand and like building that. Yeah. It's like if you have a new music video director coming in and being like, oh, well, they know what they're doing. They've already had that. But it's like, no, that's 20 people behind the camera telling (laughs) them to move this way and and make sure you put your hand and swipe it to the left of frame. And yeah, it doesn't come as naturally. Maybe sometime. That's really interesting. I've actually never thought about it as perhaps a more difficult thing because you're you're working with newer artists sometimes who have never been in front of the camera in that way or with that many people watching them on set as they have to perform. So, yeah, that's kind of crazy.
0: It's such a talent also to like know how to look good. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I have a few like artists who come from fashion and also have like modeling gigs from time to time. Mm hmm. You put them in front of the camera. You don't have to say anything. You know their angles. They know
1: everything. They yeah. know how to frame their body. Yeah. They know the technical. Yeah, which and is the, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And
0: those are the ones that like tell you, can you film me from there and
1: from there and like
0: try this out, and they give you the input. But sometimes you have people there who are like. Mm, They have so many insecurities and then they really need you to help them and to help them feel good. Yeah.
1: And I found that firsthand on some of the music videos and some of the artists I've worked with is when those insecurities come out Mm -hmm. once Mm -hmm. once it's presented, the entire day is about that one insecurity. It's about like, but did we avoid that shot? Mm -hmm. But did we avoid that? Because there wasn't enough guidance given or there wasn't enough input on the technical of like, yeah, change your body this way mm-hmm. and then you're going to look exactly. great. Hi, If you're insecure about the stomach and we know that, you can hide the stomach by moving this way, you know, yeah. and then you're always instilling that confidence, yeah. you know, which is a huge part of the process. Yeah. As and a, and yeah.
0: also like how to communicate it. Like if you see there's an insecurity
1: don't how do you don't yell it out it? yeah yeah yes. exactly what is that some- conversation
0: yeah exactly because it's so sensitive sometimes yeah even if it's like you know the 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 belly the stomach yeah yeah it's like okay well
1: we'll we'll change our shots or like we'll make sure when you do that move we'll cut to this you know yeah it's yeah and it's definitely like how do you if there are 20 people behind the camera yeah and someone's insecure about it you're not gonna like yell it out like okay now turn to avoid you know it's like so it's really building a relationship with someone you haven't had a relationship with yet
0: yeah and navigating that
1: yeah you know a
0: lot of like people skills yeah like soft skills i also had once like live a live session where like the vocals i mean i have it all the time i don't want to phrase it like i had once on live session productions where the vocals are live it's often the voice that is like the insecurity oh you hear it yeah sometimes i'm thinking about like in particular like one session where the artist was kind of sick and, and 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 then she like she started it sounded good But then the voice cracked and she felt more and more, like, insecure. And I just realized that it wouldn't make sense to just continue and, like, have the team, like, uh, like all the like i don't know 10 people sit there and like shoot and 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 record and everything wh- when she feels
1: when she doesn't f- feel it yeah. at all because subconsciously i honestly think your audience is going to notice yeah you know definitely so it's it's like even if it's like she looks amazing and the voice still sounds good it's like you're still going to notice internal like the eyes and you're mm. going to notice the tension in the body mm. all of the things are going to kind of come together. Um, yeah. In a way visually yeah. that people are going to understand, especially if they have like a fan base yeah. who knows them intimately because they're always looking for micro cues exactly. and clues now of like, oh, well, like she didn't look,
0: you know what I mean? Yeah. So. But the biggest thing is that, you know, the or the biggest problem with this, I would say is that 100 percent in this moment, I realize, OK, it's shit like the artist is going to is not going to approve of this content mm-hmm. and it's going to land in the in the trash. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: As a producer, do you like when you're fr- when you're producing these, you know, and you notice this, is this something that you've developed a relationship with that director and you're going up to her and you're like, "Hey, like, do we want to cut? Do we want to Oh, definitely. Yeah.
0: But I see that in the responsibility of the director to like sense this and maybe take a break, bring the artist some water, talk to the artist. It's so important to Act on this and not just like oh we have to get through so we just like mm, we need neglect. the take yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly. and then you're like yeah but it's a shitty take yeah <laughs> yeah exactly oh my god directors when you're picking them at Sony are you looking at the bid like what they're wanting to bring is it a connection thing how are how are directors getting hired nowadays for Sony
0: we don't have any in-house directors because like we have this
1: yeah you know like
0: in-house solution so right now all of like the content team. Which is where I'm in. Either they do the productions themselves and then they are their directors, or they bring in like external like production companies and then they bring the directors.
1: Okay. Do your artists ever request directors?
0: No. Wow, that's so interesting. It's like, I would say like a like double a plus artists maybe they have like their go-to camera man yeah like, or like hair and makeup artists usually like the bigger artists always have like their go go-to like, makeup artist, but directors that's rare like yeah yeah
1: i will put it out there for if there is an artist uh listening to this or there happens to be anyone related to that that i think directors should be requested so everyone on your side is going to hate me for that because <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's like at the end of the day all I talk about is like building a community and building your like collaborating mm-hmm. and at the end of the day like you're going to perform better if you have someone you trust and like to work with totally and if that person is good yeah. to work with on your side as yeah. well you know if they're good with production if they're good yeah. with the label if they have creative ideas yeah I mean it's like a full package you're asking them to bring but if an artist continues to work with the same director because they like that style for their brand mm-hmm. and they also like being able to communicate, they've had the insecurity talk a thousand times already or they like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I would love to see artists bring directors to the table. Like I just think it's It'd another- It makes so much sense. It would make yeah. so much sense yeah. because then you're not throwing an artist into a room with a, with a director who's kind of like, okay, we're doing this. And you're like, okay, but like we haven't talked about, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, there yeah. hasn't been a relationship. So yeah. that's really interesting that- I would have I would have I assumed that artists brought mm. directors to the table sometimes. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow, we got to change the industry a little. I think.
0: I think you know, for music videos, I think it's different. Like, I'm not really producing music videos at Sony, but much more like the content, the, like the additional content. Yes. So, like acoustic sessions,
1: and which are kind of just as powerful because they're even more stripped down and raw. Yeah. You can't like. Get away with lip syncing a lot of the time for that stuff. Yeah. So I mean, even for that, I think that's important. Have yeah. your relationships.
0: The example that I I talked about with the voice cracking, with the voice stuff, that was yeah. from
1: an acoustic session. Yeah.
0: So it's re- yeah. Sometimes when I hear like beforehand, like I'm setting up the production, and then I get this like message. Yeah, the artist is not really feeling well. Um, like her voice is not really there, but she's still coming in. Like I'm, I'm like, let's not do that. Yeah.
1: Because we can it's tell. It's just a waste, yeah. yeah. And then you're not going to feel your best putting it yeah. out there because you're the one having to post it at the end of the day on your yeah. stuff. So. Oh, that's so interesting.
0: You know, I think that like music videos, it makes sense to like have your go-to director who yeah. knows you and who has a relationship with you where you feel comfortable. You can just let go and trust the director i'm not in that music in that field of like music videos and i think for like all the additional content that we're creating at the studio the artists just come in and like do it with us because they maybe they know that they don't they can't really like give yeah in, like well
1: and they also request. Yeah, yeah yes but also they know you yeah and you're you're right now kind of that person that they're going to right who makes them feel comfortable all right so Okay. Doreen's (laughs) doing it on her own in this industry. (laughs) She's taking it on. That's so great. Now I want to talk about you. Tell me what you're excited about. What are you passionate about? What are you hopeful for? What are, tell me about things like that. Are you, so we know you want to get more into directing eventually, Mm -hmm. but what are you, what are you excited about right now? What do you have coming up? Leah, the director I
0: talked about and I like, we're both kind of like we started producing those um, episodes And um, the first four, and we know that you know the streaming service loved it so much that they want to produce more in the next year. So this is something that I'm looking forward to the most. I would say, like bringing in more artists and just producing more episodes.
1: After the live tapes, are you finding that you're having good relationships enough with these artists that you're that the potential for future collaboration might be there?
0: not at all actually <laughs> this is i'm like in this field work comes a lot from like managements labels and not not really from the artists um themselves i think it's good to have direct contact and like you know building your network and i have a set of like artists that maybe you get along very well and then they want to work with you that's great but yeah for me personally i'm not trying to expand my artist network. yeah where
1: can we find you doreen instagram website something specific oh so uh, you know she's a fabulous instagram started, by the way
0: yeah.
1: i'm not i'm just i'm so inactive you're so good at posting though like every yeah. post you have come out i'm like <sighs> This is what the grid should look like. Yes. What? Yeah. You I'll, I'll know, I'm drop so that. L- so I'll drop that below. People will legitimately find the exact I'm same thing. I'm so insecure, like with posting. Oh my
0: God, it's everything such looks great. a paradox. You know,
1: I'm like, you're um, like h- head of content, being yeah, like, blah, 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 and then you're like, but you're your own channel. You're like, I think I got this right. Like, I like what I post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But you know, this is what I would say. It's like the most important thing, and I think then posting is easy is when you know yourself and you know how you want to be perceived by other people you know your brand you know what you want to look like and what you want your content to look like and i don't know that like it's for me it's changing and 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 i'm never sure of like i don't know like i'm asking people i'm asking my parents i love this if, if i should pose like a, like a picture i love
1: it <laughs> you're on the journey of self-discovery
0: yeah, you're working, but through. I'm, I'm I'm on that journey for a long time. Okay. I'm just hoping for, for to like find myself. Maybe next year. Maybe <laughs>
1: yeah. Maybe once the cats uh, all get along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. maybe once the cats all get along. And where can we find these episodes okay. of the live tapes? Are they
0: out? Yeah. So of the four that we already produced, two are out, and they're on the artist YouTube channel. Oh, amazing. I think the pilot episode is the one that I'm most proud of because the artist, she's kind of she's not really a newcomer. She's like mid-big. She has like 50,000 followers on Instagram. She's a mom. Like, she has kids, but you wouldn't tell. She's like such a baddie. She looks so like young and What is uh, the artist's name? Her name is Charisma. Okay, cool. And the song that like, she had a song called Frank Ocean, and we took that song and, like, reinterpreted it with, like, life, um, piano. Amazing. So I would say that's my favorite episode. Cool. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to link
1: that one below Cool. Then. Thank you so much for coming on. We don't see each other a lot. And Mm -hmm. I love that this forever can be a piece between us that exists. This is our first uh, collaboration on our own. I hope there are more to come. First of many, yeah. Yes. Thank Um, you so much, Indy. Of course. Thanks, everyone. Bye.